episode 41 of the Nigen podcast covering episode number 60 and I'm really glad that the text message that just came through on my phone didn't go off on the air because it's Scott Steiner's is fat as a message alert on not even joking um, that could have been horrifically bad for this open of course uh, I thought you were being very assertive episode 41 like whoa <laughs> fucking hell calm down Mike Jesus as Brian's just said yeah it's me Marvelous Mark Ashworth and the Bradshaw man yeah, it's the Bradshaw man. It's a play on Macho Man, but he's uh, Bradshaw. Okay. Yeah. I, 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 I thought you were going more JBL here. I'm like, no, 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 no. Never. He's, he's still in my family name for years. Never. Like, I don't even want to think know. about that jackass. There's only one Bradshaw in my life, and it's you. All right? Oh, there you go. That's all for How's it going? You do like my mum. Oh, of course. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah, fuck the rest. How are you, my friend? All good? Yeah, not too bad. Uh We've not done any recordings for quite a while. Um, mm-hmm. we're, we're having a chat. We're, we were out for a beer a couple of weeks ago, and uh, we actually bumped into a listener. I forgot his name. Uh, uh, I actually forgot Dan? his name, Mark. Dan? Dan? Who Dan? Might have been Dan. Be Dan. Shout out, Dan. Yeah. Hi, Dan. Or if, it's not, uh, if it's not Dan, I apologise, but I did tell him that night that I forgot his name. Yeah. Uh, we have again. Um, or we might not have. <laughs> but yeah, uh, and he just said, like, yeah, you, you were away for a while, and then you came back, and now you're away for uh, for a while again. It's like, yeah, we've just had a lot going on, haven't we? Yep. Like, uh, we, we recorded uh, our last episode before Scott Hall died, so we've been trying to get around doing a tribute episode, but you've had tech issues. I've had a lot of tech, is- tech issues. My Chromebook's decided to be a dick. My microphone decided to stop working. Just today, my headphones are broke, so I'm using my bloody turtle beaches for my Xbox. Um, yeah, it's just been one thing after another. Obviously, I've had mental health issues. Anybody, anybody that follows me on social media knows I've had a bit of a down period, but rising through the ashes, we're fucking back and we're getting on with this. Yes, and these are the kinds of things that help us through these, uh, I wouldn't say help us through the dark days, do they? But they kind of let us forget about the the real world for a couple of hours yes Just get a drink and uh, watch some some classic wrestling um and talk about it obviously as well um <coughs> excuse me yeah it's good to know that you're coming out the other side rising from like a phoenix from the ashes as it were ah, um yes <laughs> i'm gonna have to apologize to everybody that's listening um beth's boys are due here in 20 minutes and it's the day before the tour starts so i'm in the studio and everything's in the studio so sooner or later, there's going to be a Welsh accent because um, they're going to be collecting things and stuff like that. They're also bringing me McDonald's. So it's yeah, it's a mayhem day. So if there's a bit of uh, background noise, please uh, take my sincerest apologies. We try and make things as professional as possible on this podcast, uh, but today it's probably not going to be. <laughs> um, I start with some good news, though. Okay, go I on. My driving test. Oh really? Yes, I passed it this morning. Oh, congrats! Congratulations! Thank you. He's held that information from me. I did. Me. I, well, I, obviously, so I I failed in January, and obviously I'd fucking told everybody, yeah, I've got my driving test, blah blah blah. And my my instructor was like, oh, you know, you're gonna fucking ace it. You you know, it's gonna be brilliant, blah blah blah. I have no worries. Oh, the worst the worst thing you can tell somebody is like, oh yeah, you're gonna fucking ace it, mate. You're I gonna know. you're gonna ace it. <laughs> you, you're just setting them up for a fall. Yeah. So obviously I told everybody. Why jinx it? And uh, I failed. So then I had to tell everybody that I failed because everybody starts asking the question. Like, How did you drive in Tesco? It's like, no, nah, let's not talk about it. So I, I, I booked one for May. Uh, managed to get one for, obviously, for today. Managed to book that last week on a rebook. Told my instructor, he's like, yep, go for it. Take it. It was 11 o'clock this morning. Um, aced it, dude. No no minors. Obviously no majors because you'd fail. So... I'm delighted. It's been a it's been a good news day because Villa Valo is releasing some music on Friday as well, and I'm just fucking psyched now. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
in 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 the same theme is that I've actually got my driving lessons. So, yes, you do. Yeah, I got. I remember yes. you. Were, I think you texted me that a couple of days ago, didn't you? So I did. Yes. Onwards and upwards, yes. you see. Uh, yeah, uh, not by the book, I admit. Uh, it is with a trusted uh, person who is teaching me, but it's better than fucking no, nothing, isn't same. it? It's all the same. Yeah, it's all going to go the same. It's, I may not be going with a qualified instructor, but I'm paying to have this done. So yeah. to have this done, it's made it sound like it's an operation of some sort. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm paying for these lessons. I'm paying for the insurance, so yeah. I'd better not cock up. No. It's road time. That's the main thing, dude. It's road time. It's always better to get <laughs> it, time on, with some wheels underneath you. Yeah, it's road time. All I could think of was like uh, Gordon Ramsay or something. It's road! Yeah. <laughs> My throat is still a little bit raspy. Well, this is going to be a raspy episode <coughs> then. Uh, <laughs> Natural 60 on the 4th of November 1996 at the Van Andel Arena in Grand Rapids, Michigan. Uh, attendance of 7,568 with uh, Bobby Heenan, Mike Tenay. But first, Tony Schiavone and Larry Zabisco, conspicuous by his absence. No Eric Bischoff today. Did you actually hear what Larry called Grand Rapids, Michigan? I don't think I did, no. No, he said, or if we're nowhere had a middle, we are dead centre. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't I don't really know much about Grand Rapids. Uh, I'm guessing it's, they, they say it's like the middle of nowhere, or, you know, it's just like, em- there might be empty land or flat land or, or whatever, I don't know. Uh, just fill us in, uh, people from Grand Rapids. But I just thought, okay, he's, it, it may be a reference I don't get, but it's a singer nonetheless, and a singer that I actually like. Yeah, yeah. Just on its own, that's actually a really good line. I think that could describe Darwin. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you tell anybody that you're from Darwin, and they go, where's that? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so you're sort of like, well, they got, between such and such place. Yeah. Or, or you get, when you say Darwin, they go, Australia? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because this is an Aussie accent, isn't it? People do insult us that way, don't they? they? Say that you're Australian. Like I've heard that on Xbox Live once or twice, years ago, years and years ago. Like they call you Australian. Where are you from, Australia? It's like, do I sound like I'm from Australia? You, you idiot! <laughs> Jesus. Um, I like that name, Grand Rapids. Though it sounds, like it just sounds grandiose with Grand Rapids. Yeah. Uh, and then it says Michigan, <laughs> which uh, <laughs> has a reputation. Let's put it that way. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Straightway stings Sean in the rafters. Uh, he's got a star in his eye. He's got a star in his eye. <laughs> yeah, that's what he looked like. He's, he's just adding little bits of makeup now, and it just looks like he's got his hair covered uh, one eye, and you just see a star in the other side. Mm. It, what it looks like a star. And all I thought was Sting is in the rafters in his best Paul Stanley cosplay. <laughs> uh, I think that's one for Beth. It is, yeah. She'll be buzzing her tits yeah. off over that one. Uh, <laughs> he's, uh, but he, he he does look a bit like Paul Stanley here. Yeah, that star he, just just. It's usually a line, it's, in it? And like you say, he's, he's sort of veed him off a little bit to, to kind of give him that, that star. Although the crow, I think the crow did have or one one of the versions of the crow. I know yes. at this point, um, 96. It, There's several. Yeah, it's Brandon Lee in it in 96. Yes. And I think he was, and it's coming back. Did you read that? Hmm? They're, re- hmm. they're remaking it. Sorry, I, I had a mouthful of coffee then. Uh, <laughs> I wonder why you sounded like a squirrel. We're very surprised. <laughs> yeah, it's been is, that what, is that the kind of noise a squirrel makes? I hope so. <laughs> yeah, remake. I, I don't know if they're remaking it as a film or a TV series or anything like that. But I've, uh, it will be best served as a TV series, I think. Probably, yeah, yeah. Um, I can't remember who signed up to do it, but um, it was sort of shelved for a while. Uh, but now it's uh, it's back on the go again. So. I, I've got to be honest, I haven't even seen the, the spin-offs. You know, th- there was two sequels to the main film, 
I think Kirsten Dunst was in one of them. And I've I couldn't tell. Never you. seen them. Um, yeah, it's just, just it's all going to pale in comparison to the original. The original is just like it's just a masterpiece. And I actually found it on DVD the other other day as well. I've been waiting and waiting and waiting because Beth's never seen it to uh, actually watch it. It's not on any streaming platform unless I want to pay it on Prime for whatever it is, fifteen quid. And then I was looking, thinking, "Well, get it on Blu-ray. You've got to, you know, upscale, blah blah blah." Um, and the Blu-ray version uh, looks iffy on the cover, so I didn't want it. I know that sounds really weird, but there's steelbook versions that look so smart, and I thought, well, if I'm going to get one, I'd rather get that. Anyway, I found it on DVD the other day in my cupboard. And I didn't even know I had it. So I'm just going to keep the DVD instead. The Xbox will upscale it anyway. So we're going to sit down and watch that at some point after the tour is over. Or in the middle of the tour when we come back home or whatever. Um, so yeah, that's enough about The Crow. <laughs> <laughs> the giant Virgil and uh, Ted DiBiase are all looking up uh, and around to try and find Sting, who is obviously further up in the rafters. Um, and we pan to the commentary trust where Tony and Larry are sat for a change instead of ringside as they normally do. And Tony informs us that Bischoff isn't at Nitro tonight, as we've just mentioned. He's in Portland trying to sign Hogan versus Piper as Brian's match of the decade. Rated six stars. Um, Larry goes off about gas prices over the last few years for some reason. <laughs> yeah, very topical diatribe, considering that we're having issues with gas prices right now. <laughs> I know. Uh, the other thing about that is he'd still be going off on about it, yet it's more, it's way more expensive in the UK than it is in the US. Like to fill a tank yes. up in the US, it's like $30. Over here, it's like £100, which is, what, tr- uh, exchange rate, quick maths, 120 130 yes. Yeah, I, I, w- I was going to say about 120 Yeah, so, um, yeah. And, that, and that's at this moment, it will go up. That exchange rate will go up. Yes, it will. Yeah, it will. Um, we go briefly to yeah. uh, Halloween Havoc and a <coughs> snip of Roddy's long-ass promo, which isn't the only time we're going to be seeing that tonight, actually. I've just got... Oh, yeah. And t- Tony says Piper got his five minutes. And then some. Did you watch that fucking and promo? And then some, yeah. <laughs> yeah that man. actually literally what I've wrote down. Tony says Piper got his five minutes and then some. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we keep replaying this. I'm not, I'm not too keen. Um, no, we don't need to keep saying this. They did this last mm. week. And Brad Armstrong's music plays. Uh, We pan again to Sting in the rafters and then to Brad's entrance as Sting departs. Uh, So the first match. And not to overlook the uh, ladies' championship. No, not at all. Yeah, that was on the booth. What a fugly belt that is. (laughs) Yeah, apparently the tournament's going to start tonight and I'm pretty sure that it'll go well. And this title will still be around in two years' time and they'll have a really good women's division and... Yeah, you can tell I'm not enthusiastic for it, can't you? <laughs> yeah, well, I, I'm not either, to be honest, because there's only one woman in WCW and it's Medusa. You know, yeah, just... and she's she she's definitely winning this tournament. Well, yeah, well, you know, so uh, to be honest, I think it's she's probably she's probably the one that's gone to Bischoff and said, "Look, you've signed me, and I've fought like four times. Like, what are we doing? You know, I, I was promised things, and and this hasn't happened." Shout out to Medusa, by the way. Who, um, yeah. Um, she probably doesn't listen, but um, just shout out to Beth, her. Beth, Beth knows Medusa's husband. Ah, so do with that information what you will. Wink, wink. You know, nudge, nudge, nudge. So I did. I did not know what to say yeah, to that man. Um, okay. Yeah. So we've got uh, the Bradshaw man. He's going to be. Uh, he's going to be doing Brad Armstrong. Funnily enough, Bradshaw, Bradshaw man. <laughs> uh, I like it. New theme tune. So. 
Yeah. <laughs> so we got Brad Armstrong versus Marcus Bagwell, or as I've given him a new name, Marcus Buff slash Stuff Bagwell, because of his uh, trans, right, uh, trans rights uh, activi- act- activi- uh, activism. I can't even get that word out. Activism on Twitter quite recently, and he just said like, you know, say dot uh, dot mock pronouns, and from this, uh, you know, from this day forward, I'm Buff slash Stuff. And uh, <laughs> gotta say, what you've been thinking of? Uh, uh, Bagwell on the old Twitter machine. Well, there was uh, it was a bit of a controversy last week, weren't it? People are saying that he's got somebody managing it for him because you know it's gone all walk and blah blah blah. But the fact of the matter is, the photos I'm seeing, he's getting healthy. He's down at DDP's gaff. If you listen to DDP's podcast with Jake the Snake Roberts, um, I'm really glad that he's uh, he's getting himself healthy. I don't care if he's on the Twitter or not. Um, yeah. the Twitter is I obviously mean- positive, so I've absolutely no I- problem with it. Exactly. If it, it, it's saying, oh, yeah, he's all woke and all that. Like, what? come on, as if it's a fucking bad thing, first and foremost. And secondly, it's like, even if it's not him, he's going to be signing off on what gets said on that. Yeah. You know, he, he, won't, he, won't, he will not have a message that he doesn't want being spread on his Twitter if he had a manager doing yeah. it. You know, it's this isn't a fucking Iron Sheik thing where Iron Sheik probably has never even looked at his Twitter. Hmm. You know, he's just a guy just fucking doing it for him. You know, I, I think that Buff is very much involved in his Twitter. But what I like about it is that it's it, it's it's undering a lot of damage. I feel because it, it's such a shame. Excuse me again. <clears throat> I'm gonna have to make use of this cough button. Um, it, it, it's such a shame because Buff has been tied with a lot of things because of his uh, of his relationship with his mom and uh, how he uh, how he handled his WWE exit. You know, he's very brief WWE career here. Um, yeah, it, it, it's sad that he's always been tied with that, but this kind of thing, it's getting him a little bit of notoriety, and it's a positive notoriety, and, and it goes to show that there is a man there, you know, just a, a man, a person with human, you know, with normal human being's uh, emotions and feelings and thoughts, and, you know, and, and it, again, it's always a positive message, and there's a lot of humour there as well. Yeah. I, I'm really, I'm actually really enjoying his Twitter. Yeah. Whether he's the one that's behind it or not, I don't care, I'm enjoying it. Yeah, I'm with you 100%, mate. Um, it, he's, he's, ha- he's having fun, and like you said, he, it, it's um, it's slightly comedic as well, but it's tackling some real issues. Um, and, yeah, dude, I, I'm all for it. Like, if it, if it keeps him in a positive headspace and keeps him on the, the road to recovery, because he has been through a, a, a mountain full of shit over the past couple of years, um, yeah, just... Just crack on. I'm, I'm glad he's. I'm glad he's doing well. I'm really am. Yeah. Like I never, yeah, I never had anything against the guy. I heard stories, like that he was getting a bit big for his britches uh, at times. Uh, there was one point apparently he, re- he refused to do the job for somebody. Um, I forget who it was now, and obviously the WWE run didn't go exactly as well. I, I, I wouldn't even call it a run. I'd call it just a, a stroll. Yeah, stroll. <laughs> yeah. It was one match and then he was gone. That's it. And the, the, the rumour is that he, he, he rubbed up a couple of people the wrong way there as well. Kind of thought he was the big main event player and, and yeah, well, who knows. But, like you say, it undoes all that. And it, Oh, sorry, undoes. Um, yeah. I, I'd never had anything against the guy, so I'm, I'm just really glad he's... I'm glad he's no. still alive because it could have very easily been very bad. Like, he was in a car wreck, weren't yeah. he? Yeah. You know, yeah, saw, he was. Yeah, I saw a video of him and like, and it was just plastered up. And he's been through shit as well. Like, I saw the story about his mum, and and you know, it, it's 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 it were pretty bad, pretty bad things to witness when you're a kid. So good on him, good on him. That's all yeah. I've got to say about it. Yeah, same here. I I, I couldn't add anything more to that. 
so anyway, Brad Armstrong versus Mark Bustoff Bagwell representing the American non-binaries. Uh, that's a, that's that's what I'm going with for, <laughs> from now on. The American <laughs> non-binaries. Again, just I just love his positive message. Uh, it's a walk up and arm drag take. Uh, arm drag takedown at stages to start. Then scoop scam. Uh, scoop scam. I cannot talk today. Scoop scam exchanges. It's a different starting sequence, but I do like it. Uh, Bagwell slows the pace with triangle chokeholds and headlocks, but Armstrong has an answer for every move and applies a triangle of his own as we go to break. The pace is back as we return, Bagwell struggling to get near Armstrong who takes him down with arm drags. Bagwell starts showing frustration by pushing and slapping Armstrong, which fires him the fuck up with a snap arm drag, drop kick, and a real stiff lariat over the top as the crowd goes absolute bonkers. You see, this is a good thing about this match, the crowd are eating everything up, and they're pretty much like this throughout the night as well, it's a really good crowd tonight. Yes. It's that... <clears throat> It's at this moment, as Bagwell slams the mat outside, I realise the muscle tassel on his left bicep is actually a tattoo of a muscle tassel. <laughs> like, that's fucking shit! <laughs> I was starting to get a whole new appreciation for this guy, but, you know, and you come at me with this, like, good lord, get it together, Marcus. <laughs> I've got a couple of shit tattoos, but that's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> Slingshot Lariat off the apron for Bagwell who tries who tries to rally to the crowd who clap along. Bagwell cuts off a German suplex with a cheap back elbow and Lariat over the top. There's a huge suicide crossbody by Bagwell, but Armstrong lands awkwardly and is notably hurt. And at this moment, you can actually see Bagwell check to see if he's okay. Uh, it looks like he's injured just part of his arm, if yeah. anything. He just landed on his side. Um yeah, I've lost where we're. Uh, there's a move inside the ring that we don't get to see because the camera is focused on the giant's big minging sweaty back as he's leaving the crowd, which really fucking annoyed me. Uh, again, this is throughout this fucking episode again, just cutting to shit in the crowd. It's like you don't need to spend any more than five seconds on the person in the crowd. You don't need to keep going back to it either. Yeah, yeah, re- really annoying. Armstrong is back on top with a beautiful tornado DDT for two. Bagwell counters an advance into a knee to the gut, and then a vicious wrist to Armstrong, Armstrong's head, which clearly made contact at the bulbous part on the joint to the outside of the wrist. It looks so sore. Uh, I'm feeling really sorry for Armstrong here. Uh, both run the ropes, and Bagwell hits a flying crossbody for the win in what was a rather good contest, if not brilliant. It um, had a lot of pace, uh, fiery, and all I can think from in this match, really, is... There's a heel turn coming here, isn't there? Yes. Because Bagwell is showing shades of a... He's definitely showing shades of a turn. And, you know, he's showing frustration and he's doing all these cheap little things that he hasn't been doing. And I'm actually going to be a little bit sad because the American males are actually a good tag team and we've had some enjoyable contests with them as a unit. And I know Bagwell is going to put on uh, mass as well, which means he's going to slow down his in-ring work. But... I'm hoping it's not for a while, but I can see that this happening in the coming weeks, yeah. and uh, that's a fucking shame. Mm. It does seem like they've planted the seeds for that, haven't they? Um, yes. I didn't mind Buff as a heel going later on. Uh, spoiler alert. <laughs> At some point in the future, he'll, he will go heel. Um, but yeah, uh, it's a shame. I didn't see... Uh, back, back in the day, I didn't see much of the males, uh, and I've really enjoyed seeing them. Yes, as, same as you here. Say, like they've got a look, you know, they've got uh, a clear ability in the ring. Uh, they've got the crowd love them. Yeah, of course they do. And um, as a tag team as well, like even though individually they can hold their own as a tag team as well, they got a lot of uh, chemistry. So and and don't you forget, pants off. They got a lot of courage. 
I'd forgot about that. Bounce off, they got lots of courage. I'm glad you've got a good memory, dude. That's that's it. That's mid-my-day, that is. Um, yeah. Yeah, I no, like I, 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 I echo all the sentiments. It's, it's going back to what I was saying about Bagwell. Again, they've, they've, they've been tied with that name, you know, American Males. It is a shitty name, and, and the theme song is what it is, and all people were saying, like, it's really cheesy, and the entrance video is even cheesier. It looks like a, looks like a something off of Baywatch or <laughs> something like that, but... You know what? It's it, it's of its time, I'd say. Yeah. And yeah, y- y- you are gonna look at something like that, looking back and go, ugh, really? Yeah. But excuse me. But they they've been a really good team. I I, I have been really pleasantly surprised by them. Yeah. And if this is the last match that we're gonna see, well, obviously it's not the last match of them as a unit. But you know, it, but even just in the same as as a tag team, even though. They, Resting individually tonight, but if this is the last that we've seen of them, it is a fucking shame. Yeah, a real shame. Yeah, I would I would like to see a couple more tag uh, tag title runs. It's also a real shame because you've got with the American males, you also have Harlem Heat. You have the Outsiders now. You have um, the Faces of Fear of really coming to their own. You, you've got the start of a, a real comprehensive tag team division here. You know, a very competitive one as well. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. it's a shame that you're just deciding to split teams up to, for for whatever reason now. Yeah. You know, obviously we, we, you could have thrown Luger and uh, Sting in the mix, but obviously Sting is is in his emo stage at the moment. <laughs> um, you know, also you got the four horsemen, but there's not really people in there that I would say are a compre- uh, you know, a cohesive tag team per se. Yeah. I mean, they're good, but you know, it's like fucking Mongo, come on. <laughs> like Mongo and Benoit won't be good, and uh, Jarrett and bloody uh, Benoit are, are at odds. Yeah. So this is not a real proper tag team there either. Yeah. So, yeah. Um. I mean, yes. it's, it's almost as if they don't want to tag division. And that's it. It's like it's like it's like what the WWE do in the in the twenty first century with tag teams. It's just like yeah, yeah, yeah. They're getting momentum. Break them apart. Just break yeah. them apart. Or, a bit, or basically, what they do with the women's tag division. That's like true. Every WrestleMania, Raw after Mania, fucking tag team split up. We had two split up last night. Really? Yes. We're, oh, yeah. we're sh- two, sh- or yeah. te- Should have told people te- what, what date we were recording yeah. this. <laughs> oh yes, yes. Uh, Tease. T- Tease of one and another one split up, yeah. So you had bloody Carmella, Carmella and uh, Selena Vega split up, and now they're teasing bloody Rhea Ripley and Liv Morgan splitting up, and they've only been a team for, what, two or three weeks or something yeah, like that. But yeah. st- still, you know, it's like they do this every bloody year. It's almost as if they painted themselves in a corner by having a women's tag team division because they didn't have tag teams in the first place, apart from the Iconics, yeah. and they released them after splitting them up and for some random fucking reason. Um and the, the the other teams they have, you know, they're, they're individual stars, so they're just throwing them together just to to have a story going into WrestleMania or whatever pay per view, but usually WrestleMania. Yeah. And then they're like, yeah, yeah, singles division, yeah, you know. And then they'll just throw some 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 other two people, uh, other two wrestlers together. But yeah, they've been doing that with the men's tag team for quite quite a long time. But at least you've got some tag teams there now. Yeah, yeah. Because once upon a time, it was becoming a, a real issue that there was there was well. How many tag belts? <laughs> uh, well, yeah, they had two. They still have two, and now they have the women's tag, uh, tag divisions on top of that as well. Yeah, but now they've got enough teams to fill it. Whereas once upon a time, it was becoming a real problem. Like, no, if if anything, they've got one too many sets of titles because they don't have enough teams to fill it. Yeah, they're still. You, you look at team. You know, you look at uh, one half of the champions. You know, I it's the Usos that are champions on SmackDown. So on Raw, it's uh, RK Bro. 
Right. So it's Randy Orton and not Matt Riddle. It's just Riddle these days. Fucking explain that to me. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, they're a thrown together tag team. Don't get me wrong. They're entertaining, but they're a thrown together tag team. And you can say the same for for Alpha Academy as well. You know, they were basically thrown together. They weren't initially a tag team. They were just thrown together. Not really much as individual stars, mind you. And you got with the uh, Nakamura and Rick Boogs on SmackDown mm. thrown together tag team as well. It's you know you could you could just take away one set of titles and just make it a, a really big division, a really good division. Yeah. But hey, I'm not I'm not in charge of WWE, unfortunately. Well, yeah. Who knows who is these days? Um, I've, seen, <laughs> I've, I've, I've seen photos. I've seen Triple H with Scott Steiner, which is just perplexing. Oh, oh Jesus Christ! Bye. Triple H. Triple H looks so sad. Oh my god! I feel <laughs> I feel so sorry for the guy. You look at him; he looks fucking miserable, and he's lost a lot of his mass. Yeah, he, he, he looks really frail. It's yeah. oh, it's such a shame seeing him like that. Yeah. I, I, I used to fucking hate the guy. What the fuck? I know. But no, <laughs> I know. I feel sorry for him. I, I, I'm feeling very sorry for him. Yeah. Well, the other rumor is that that well, Steph wasn't wearing a wedding ring. So, and we're not TMZ on here. We're not going to speculate on things, but. Yeah, we, right, I'm not. I, I've not known anything about that, but yeah, there's, there's, there's photos going around. She's she was doing the, the WrestleMania access or whatever they call it, and there's there's uh, photos of fans going around with Steph, <laughs> and she's not, she's not wearing any uh, wedding ring. Uh, sorry, oh, I can just think of this now. <laughs> uh, Triple H, uh, Triple H has a heart attack, and it's like Vince McMahon's just taking over NXT, and it's like that's it, Royal right Family. <laughs> oh dear, you have a heart attack. How dare you? How dare you? Yeah, he only sleeps for four hours a night. Shall we? Uh, shall we briefly mention Vince's stunner? Oh my god! Uh, the best way I could describe it. Oh yeah, for, you, you probably have watched WrestleMania. I've seen little bits and bobs. I've only seen what I've seen on Twitter, just the gifts. Yeah, there's some good matches I've seen. Mm. But um, yeah, the, the stunner that he he tries to take off uh, Austin. Uh, there's there's definite miscommunication. <laughs> I think Vince tried to take it a little bit too quickly, mm. and he fell over, bounced off the ropes, and Austin had to bring him up, but he only got halfway up and just dropped. <laughs> it was the best way. The best way I could describe it was trying to scrape a pancake that has been stuck in a pan. That, that that's what it was like, you know. If you if you get a pancake uh, stuck in the bottom of the pan and you're trying to scrape it out and it's just folding over and flapping back and forth, that's exactly what it was like. Yeah, I, I would just throw out the pan. It's <laughs> <laughs> too much so, effort. Yeah, so basically you should have just told Austin throw up, throw him out. Yeah, just throw him out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was well, um, it was interesting, but uh, you know, I, I, I will say one thing: Donald Trump can now lay claim to not taking the worst stunner ever. Yeah, that's true. And um, typically, it would be the head of the fucking company that, that doesn't set the right example. But I mean, pe- some people have shit all over it. You know, somebody even compared it to um, saying it was the most embarrassing moment of the weekend, topping Tony Khan marking out over Samoa Joe returning to Ring of Honor. Um, I mean, I don't, I don't get why there's negativity on both sides. To be honest, I get that the, the Vince Stunner is a bit like, well, fucking hell. We've got He's to remember, 76. yeah, the guy's an old geezer. He's not a professional wrestler, you know. The, for the, the whole aura of it and the way that it, it it sort of panned out, yeah, all right, it wasn't slick, but I'm not going to hate on it. You know what I mean? No, and I hate, it, I, it, I fucking despise Vince McMahon. Exactly, you know. But we we, we see things how they are. Yeah. He's an old man. Yeah, he's an old man that actually happened to have a match this weekend. Yeah, like. That is 
it's commendable what he actually is doing that still. That's it. It, it may only have been a couple of minutes, but he, he still went out and did it. Yeah. You know? I mean, you fucking try and take a bloody stunner off, uh, off Austin. I'll tell you, I won't know how to take it. Well, that's it. I mean, there's, there's pro wrestlers out there that could take the Styles Clash, you know, and broke their fucking neck. You know, there's wrestlers that do things wrong, and they're fully yeah. fucking trained athletes. So yeah. I'm just not going to exactly. hate on it. Like any, any, any. Again, there's melts are going on about the Johnny Knoxville. You know, the whole jackass thing. You know, oh my god, this is embarrassing. Shut up. Just oh, enjoy come it. Come on. Have a little bit of fucking fun. Yeah. Well, he had to sit there with people, didn't he? And he doesn't. He's not a very peoply person. So that's probably his fucking. That's the probably oh, reason why he's got to step get up his over ass. it. Yeah. The whole yeah, weekend has been like a proper positive thing because the WWE exactly. has had like negativity thrown at it for the past. And I'm I'm guilty of it. You know, I've called them out on fucking yeah, we all are. things. But I, yeah, and, and 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 some of it, I'd say most of it is deserved. But yeah. at the end of the day, is that they still fucking went out of the way to put an effort into this past weekend, and it it it, it went off without any hitches. Really, it, okay, that one slight hitch, you know. Yeah. I, I'd say the fucking show for everybody Ronda Rousey match was more embarrassing than that one moment. Yeah, that was fucking awful. I watched it; it was terrible. People were going, "Oh yeah, that was a good match." I'm like, "How? <laughs> How was it a good match? Bloody hell!" Like, Charlotte tried, but Ronda didn't have a fucking clue what she was doing. <laughs> she can't fucking throw a point. She tried. She can't throw a point. She kept bloody. Uh, fucking up moves and all that. It was like that was worse. That was more embarrassing. But uh, yeah, whatever. It's still, at the end of the day, what people are saying is what a great WrestleMania weekend. You know, everybody's happy with it. You know, so yeah, just enjoy it. And I, I, what's happening on the other side of the fence is again Samoa Joe's backing ROH and, and Tony Khan's marking out like a little kid because Tony Khan, shock horror, is a wrestling fan, has a yes, shitload exactly. of money, and wants to make a decent wrestling product. So. Yeah, and for, it, it, yeah, I I just don't get that here. It's like, you know, I I do understand like, oh yeah, everything we do is the best thing ever type thing. I don't like that, you know. I, I hate that mentality, and he does have a a little bit of that. But you, people are calling him out for that, but not calling WWE out for fucking calling Roman Reigns versus Brock Lesnar, billing it as the greatest match of all time. That's what they were billing it as before, and the biggest match of all time. Like, really? Really? You know, mm. match number fucking 422 from these two? Biggest match ever? Really? Like, that's what they're building. That that was what they built that as. And I don't see them getting fucking grief for that. Yeah. You yeah. know, it's just... But that's WWE all over. They're always big, uh, big thing as the biggest thing that ever bigged. Yeah. You know, they're all fucking guilty of doing it. It's just shut the fuck up and enjoy wrestling. Come on. That's it's it. meant to be fun. Yeah. It's like, I'm, I'm really surprised I not saw one sourpuss fucking comment about the Steve Austin match. I really am surprised I didn't see one sour post because I, I, I was watching it last night and I, I, I said to you, I, I was fucking grinning from ear to fucking ear throughout it. It was just ridiculously stupid fun. You know, it, it was it, it was just a lot of fun. But you can tell that Steve Austin isn't the Austin of old. Oh, well, you know. He's, he's 57 years old. He hasn't wrestled a match in 19 years. He's, he's got a little bit more carriage on his belly. He's wearing a T-shirt and his Daisy Dukes and his fucking... <laughs> his knee braces and, and, and his shorts and what have you. Um, he wasn't in, 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 in ring gear and he was noticed with a slower. Yeah. But he, he still took bumps, big bumps, and he was having a lot of fun. And Owens, even though he was on the uh, opposite end of everything... For most of things throughout the match, you could tell that he was having fun as well. Yeah, yeah. It's like this one thing will be ingrained in my me uh, my memory for a long ass fucking time. There was a moment because obviously WrestleMania always has a really long ramp, 
always. Yeah. You know, and the AT&T Stadium is fucking huge, so it's a really long ramp. Anyway, Austin came out on his on his uh, on his quad bike, and at one point, Kevin Owens gets on the quad bike and he's trying to get it started. It doesn't, it, and he you know he sat on it. He can't get it started. Austin comes up from behind, hits him from behind, and gets on behind him, and then gets his, uh, put, uh, revs, revs it up and right, flies up the fucking ramp with Owens in front of him like a little child. It was so fucking funny. That visual was just funny for the, just the way he did it, you know, just right up the ramp, just to, so I can give him a suplex at the top of it. You know, I if you don't find fun in that, you, you're not a wrestling fan. You, you, wrestling's not for you. These kind of yeah, things yeah. are what makes wrestling. You need a little bit of funny. Yeah, you you need you need the fun. The right and, balance is just perfect. You've said this in the past, haven't you, when we've been talking yes. about Regal and stuff. You, you just need that. It needs to be there. Yes. I just don't get and, people that, that think it and you be see, there. And you're seeing that with Regal over in uh, AEW as well. Of Fucking having, flirting with Tony Schiavone. <laughs> uh, it's been a long time, sunshine. Like, you know, just uh, ruffling his shirt and everything. Like, you, you need... When wrestlers are having fun, then it, it could... It could be... It, it could just be quite embarrassing what they're doing. It could be quite embarrassing. But if they're having fun, then you'll have fun as well. Yeah. It's simple as that. If yeah. you can tell they're having fun, you'll have fun. That's it. Yeah. Fucking grow up, Dave. Well, I haven't, I haven't watched. I haven't watched the the uh, Jackass match yet, but I will be watching it because I'm interested in it. Yeah. Because I know, and you know, obviously we all grew up watching Jackass, and yeah, it's not as popular as what it used to be. It's probably wrong timing, but good timing considering they just released another film. But it's not high for its popularity. No. It's probably not real good timing to be doing this. But you know what? Johnny Knoxville can make it work. Sami Zayn can definitely make it work. You know that that is it, on paper. That's a fun match. Yeah, totally. And it's it's probably number one on my list to watch. To be honest, just because I've I've read like what happens and I've seen like stills and stuff, and I've just I've just got to see it. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it takes stuff. you back takes you back to your childhood, doesn't it? Of course it does. Yeah, and it's, it's that nostalgia trip. It's not only that, but like it's given me an, it's given me a new respect for Sami Zayn as well. Oh yeah, you know what I mean. Like I never really knew the guy before. I've heard his name. I don't think I'd ever seen a match of his. But like I've seen these little clips on Instagram that, that Johnny Knoxville's been putting up, where he's like cleaning out the pool and all that. So it's just so good. So I put, actually put his phone number on Instagram and said you need to phone him <laughs> up, like hurl abuse at him or whatever. Just that—that's good shit to me. That's good shit, man. Yes, I ain't hating yes. on it. I'd love to. I'd love yes. to tell you that WrestleMania was shits. The fucking shits. Like fuck off. I'm fucking sick of WWE, but I'm not just not gonna do it. No, it very rarely is the shits. Yeah. WrestleMania. Uh, in the Attitude Era, they had a fucking grave difficulty trying to put on a real good WrestleMania. Yeah. But generally speaking, nowadays, I'd say over the last 10 years, they've not really... They've had a hell of a lot more good WrestleManias than bad. In fact, I think WrestleMania uh, 20... I'm trying to me- remember which one was in Atlanta. Uh, WrestleMania 27, I think it was, where The Rock came back. It was the Miz versus John Cena, you know, if it made event. That was a really poor WrestleMania. A really poor WrestleMania. Yeah. But after that, you know, they've been good to great. I mean, even WrestleMania 29... I, I remember people shitting on that at the time, but it was like, it was... Fairly decent. It weren't bad. You know, it had a couple of stinkers, but it weren't awful. Yeah, yeah. But you know, I'd say over the last ten, over the last ten years, they've done a real good job of the WrestleManias. Hmm. And Jesus Christ, next year's WrestleMania thirty nine. Like, it don't feel that long ago since I was watching Daniel Bryan win the titles at WrestleMania thirty. Yeah. Bloody hell, we're getting old. That's true. Yeah. I mean, hmm. 
going back to that Atlanta WrestleMania that we were talking about, I remember the rumours around that of, of there being like a WCW match or something like that. Oh, yeah, yeah. I remember that as well, yeah. Um, I'm just reading up about it now, actually. Let's have a look. So Georgia Dome. So the Georgia Dome's not even there anymore. No. That got demolished in 2017, which obviously it's like the the home of WCW. So I was hoping that there would be at least one match. Buff, Buff Bagwell. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, that's a typical WWE thing to do. DDP versus Ice Train with Teddy Long. Yeah, uh, Ice Train wearing the icy colours of red and white. <laughs> Tony recaps last week where the NWO were seen seemingly supporting Diamond Dallas Page and as Ice Train, who is now dressed in red and as according to Larry, has a neck that big he can't get his coat on. They play, <laughs> <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't hear that. They, they, play that, they played in split screen. Uh, easily missed by anybody watching at home, DDP and Nick Patrick seem to communicate with each other about something, which leads to Tony to remind everybody that the referee had the battle ball ring in his pocket. Was it the battle... Is that, is that what they're calling it? The battle ball ring? I, I always I forget what it's called. Lord of the Ring, I don't fucking know. Yeah, something like that. Um, <laughs> which is, that's apparently a sinister thing. That's the reason why Tony's bringing it up. But Larry isn't game for these shenanigans and says quite rightly that Nick would have the ring in his pocket as it is a prize. Uh, but the ring has been missing and Nick Patrick has denied knowing where the ring was prior to that bout. So, yeah, the referee, you know, if you're fighting over a ring, you're not going to let one of the wrestlers keep the ring, are you? You're going to take no. the ring, put it in your pocket. It makes sense. So, yeah, this, the, all these shenanigans. Um, you call them shenanigans. <laughs> yeah, it's just, it's just silly. Re- we know when Nick the, the referee, the referee told the line. Yeah, yeah. Um, shenanigans. <laughs> Nash and Hull are now in the crowd to a massive cheer. Uh, early, just, just like the dog there. Early doors. <laughs> Ice Train gets the advantage, but we miss it for cutting away to the outsiders. Ice Train breaks a full Nelson with his arm, uh, with his, with his neck and arm strength easily. And then as DDP attempts to just run into Ice Train, you hear what can only be described as a cartoon slap and a hoof as the two collide, impactful in the middle of the ring, which sends DDP out to do his middle-of-the-rope spider spot, but the force of Ice Train just sends him flying, and the look given isn't exactly a grateful one. Uh, train falls for the uh, yeah, Train falls for the test of strength, and DDP cheap shots, strikes, and works the arm before Train reverses and does the same. DDP attempts a whip, reversed, and a back elbow from Train sends DDP reeling. Guillotine on the ropes. It's my favourite word that uh, on this podcast now. Yes, it is. <laughs> the last time I'm going to use it. Um, on the rope from DDP and a top rope clothesline sends Train down. Cameo. Yeah. Be quiet. Uh, where am I? DDP puts the boots into the ribs and then drapes him against the ropes as Teddy Long starts giving shit to Nick Patrick so we know where this is fucking going. Again, DDP chokes Train on the middle rope, but attempts a whip. Uh, sorry, attempts a whip, but Train su- sunset flips over for a one count. Ice Train doing a sunset flip is something to watch. Yeah, um, scary sounding. Yeah, Train ducks one clothesline, but can't duck the second and hits the mat hard. The cocky pin just gets a two, and DDP puts another boot in. Uh, pancake pal driver gets a two count. Um, that's another favourite word. That pancakes attempted hit toss from the whip fails but the spinning neck breaker doesn't. Two from the resulting pin, but Train's powerful kickout sends DDP flying over onto the top of Nick Patrick, oh and he rides around in pain with his neck and back to the delight of the fans, which gets a big cheer. <laughs> Sorry, I can't believe you're just glossing over that. The fucking face is Patrick bloody pulls here. I, I was leaving it open for you, mate, because I know you like him so much. 
Oh my god, it looks like the front cover of Platoon when he actually gets on his knees and he's holding his back going, ah! Oh, brilliant. Honestly, that has to go on the socials. That bit, you know, that just the image. It's so fucking funny. Yeah. He's packed it with the faces. He's just so good at it. I don't, I don't know. It's because it's it, it's so bad that it's good. I think that's I think it. That's, yeah, I think yeah. that's the best way you can describe it. It's just so so cartoon like. Yeah. We are running the risk of those socials becoming just basically a a a, a, a bloody collage of, of funny faces that wrestlers and referees make. Because they've got the the giant one with the oh, the captions you were sending me earlier on, and then you've got Nick Patrick. Like this carries on. It's going to be like a I don't know, just a massive collage of uh, of very ugly people. Um, momentary confrontation between Nick Patrick and DDP before Train gets the advantage and delivers a huge vertical suplex that looked like it was going forward before Train just powered him right over. Uh, power slam from the ropes on DDP gets a two count. And then Train just jumps and lands on the chest of DDP out of nowhere in a move nobody is ever going to want to take with Train's size. Big splash and a big clothesline in, and then out of the ring. But the outsiders are here, and they're obvious, uh, absolutely demolishing Ice Train with the tag belts as Patrick goes out to check on DDP and conveniently misses the assault. But Train is back up as the outsiders go back up the entranceway. But this is a distraction for DDP to deliver a diamond cutter and subsequent get uh, a subsequent three count, getting the win. Tony is not impressed, but Larry continues to defend Nick Patrick, saying he can't be everywhere all of the time. Hmm. What did you think? It was all right. It was all right. Yeah. Right. Uh, I'm a bit gutted for Ice Train. Just, I got to yeah, lie. Yeah. Uh, didn't like him no selling the belt shots. But, yeah. You know, I, I I always hated that. You know, but I, that that it's just part for the course these days. But yeah, it, th- th- this 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 match was just there for. Another bloody squabble between Nick Patrick and Teddy Long, as if we haven't had enough of them, yeah. and further teasing DDP uh, joining the NWO, which Tony is really laying into and saying that he absolutely is joining the NWO, which, uh, you know, Tony's saying because he, absolutely, he knows absolutely fucking nothing about the business. <laughs> you can tell this is a first turn in the, bloody, uh, in the process here. The crowd absolutely loves DDP. Every fucking thing he does, the crowd are on their feet for. And it's not just this this night where we've actually got to go crowd. It's every week now. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, just... <laughs> he ain't um, joining the NWO. No fucking way. As a... I'm going to call it a companion piece because we're big-headed on this podcast. Uh, we've been <laughs> going longer than those. But if you check out um, DDP's Snake Pit, which is the DDP and uh, Jake the Snake podcast, it's actually really good. Um, I think it's episode four or something like that, and they they go on, they they do go on about um, they, they go about go on about this this uh, era, this this scenario of DDP, you know, doing the whole face turn thing and everything like that. If you are, if this is your first time going through the WCW uh, archive and you're doing it along with us, then maybe just delay on listening to that podcast. But if you know what happens. Go and listen to that podcast. It's really insightful. It's a it's a really good listen for um for what's currently happening, and the storyline actually gets put back a little bit, and it goes into the reasons why the storyline was put back and dragged out a little bit longer. And uh, yeah, it's really really good. Uh, well worth a listen. Um, next up is uh, 
I think it's your time again. Is it Brian? Ah, yes. Yeah, uh, Scotty Riggs with Marcus Bagwell versus Dean Malenko, as uh, I am the merchant Dean Malenko uh, commentator now, apparently. Yes, uh, you've been bespo- bestowed with that uh, with that Yes, honor. I, 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 was, I was saying earlier that I was mad unimpressed with this match. <laughs> <laughs> I was, I really was, unfortunately. I was just thinking, it's like, it, it's Dean Malenko, he's wrestling speaks for itself. Scotty Riggs can go. This yeah. should be a good match. Yeah, you'd think so. Um, unfortunately, restricted by time and outside nonsense, you know, and yeah, just uh, also res- uh, restricted by Riggs, who's clearly not right. You know, he's still not ring ready, I'd say. Hmm. You know, it's still good. It, it, well, I'll get into it. I'll get into it. Right, so um, immediately Tony says, Mlenko will work Riggs' recently repaired shoulder. He does not. So, psychology out the window straight away. <laughs> Fucking D-Malenko, come on. Uh, <laughs> six is in the crowd for this one, and they focus on him too much, as you know, as per usual. Riggs is clearly rusty, as I mentioned, and this uh, this match has absolutely nothing going to uh, going for it as a result. Uh, what we do get is an interesting finish. Literally the only thing worth noting here. Uh, mm. You can tell I haven't really put much down, because literally nothing fucking happens in this match it's an interesting finish as Riggs goes up top and Dean falls into the ropes knocking him outside Bagwell frustrated rolls him back in and Lenko rolls him up for the win yeah yeah Bagwell is not happy and tells Riggs what he should have done never mind that he rolled his prone tight team partner into the ring from Lenko to take advantage of it's like either Bagwell is turning or he's a fucking idiot that's it adds credence to what you were saying earlier about Bagwell turning yeah yeah definitely something's not right here uh Definitely not a good match. I'd barely call it a match. I, I, yeah. I, I, I call it an incident at best. <laughs> I, I don't even know why I'm even covering this, to be honest with you, but obviously uh, I've got yeah. to call It's my match, unfortunately. Uh, but for the purpose of teasing the American male splitting, it did its job. Yes. Literally it. Uh, if you've got two and a half minutes, three and a half minutes, whatever it is, don't watch this. Don't just, watch half a wait for you to say that. <laughs> just watch the else. finish. <laughs> Oh, why do I have to... What a swerve. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, okay. For, for a swerve, it was a mother of all swerves, that match. Because I was expecting a decent match and literally nothing happened. Yeah, yeah. Um, highlights of last week afterwards, Eddie versus Benoit, and then uh, we're getting... Uh, man, this one started hot for me. I fucking... I can't, I can't lie. I really enjoyed the beginning of this. Uh, Hector Guerrero... Versus Chris Benoit, who's coming to the ring with woman. Um, it's said that Hector Guerrero is the older brother of Eddie, and I never knew that. I thought he was yes. his uncle. I always thought he was his uncle. Yeah, I think I it's just that. because Hector looks like significantly older than Eddie. Yeah, but the thing is, though, here he looks remarkably like Eddie. Of course, yeah, yes. oh, absolutely. To a point where there's kids cheering in the crowd, and I genuinely believe they think it's Eddie. Not help that he's got Eddie Guerrero's music as well. So <laughs> yeah, well. It, it doesn't really help matters. He's just going like, oh yeah, he's just got new ring gear. He's had a little bit of a haircut, and a cape. you know. He's, he's got a cape. Kids. He's got. Yeah. He's just got tights. Yeah. Oh, he's still Eddie though. <laughs> yeah. Tony also says there'll be an interview next week uh, from Ric Flair about where his career goes after the surgery. Um, obviously, as we've detailed in the past, he had rotary cuff surgery. Um, Nasty. No, yeah, fucking hell. And he's still been bumping around like a madman. With split screen and Kevin Sullivan is back in the old yellow and red. Um, oh. I, 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 I know it's an entertainment product and I know why they're doing it to keep people like informed at home, but why would he cut a promo on somebody that's in the ring and can't hear it? It just yep. logically doesn't make any sense to me. Like Chris Benoit's just de- 
TiVo in it, and he's going to watch it back later on just to see if that, <laughs> if that pesky taskmaster said anything about me and my. <laughs> The pesky taskmaster like his dick dastardly or something. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh my god! He actually does have a bit of a dick dastardly, but he, uh, you know, uh, quality to him. Does that make Jimmy Hart Muttley? Uh, well, yeah, I suppose it does, yeah. It's just I mean, like Muttley was at a different has a squeaky, voice. No, but he has a squeaky laugh. <coughs> yes. Um, oh my god. Oh, so the, dun- the former Dungeon of Doom, if that even exists anymore, because there was no reference of it this week. Um, is that even? Is that just like the? What were it called? What were Dastardly and Mutley's little crew called? Oh, I, I know Wacky Races, but I can't remember. Oh, it could just specific. be Wacky Races. It could just be Wacky Races, couldn't it? Really? Yeah, you know, just have expect them to come out next week. You know, just fucking just a <laughs> just in a little bloody uh, du- uh, crop duster plane, just flying out. <laughs> catch the Benoit, catch the Benoit, catch the Benoit, catch the Benoit. <laughs> At this point, you know, the Dungeon of Doom being the Dungeon of Doom, that I would that I wouldn't put it past them. <laughs> I'd be very disappointed to see the faces of fear stooping that low, though. But genuinely, this might. <laughs> <laughs> Can you just imagine the fucking uh, the faces of fear, just like as Ben Wallace coming out, they're just uh, putting a tripwire at end up ramp. <laughs> <laughs> Even the dog like that one. Go back yeah. up to your bed, you. Go. Go back up to your bed. Oh, fucking hell. You don't even right. know who these people are. Uh, I do not know what Taskmaster said. All I heard was one word. Bathroom. Yes, he did say bathroom. He said, I will see you in the bathroom at, ba- at Baltimore. What? Yes, he absolutely what? said it. What are they going to do? Have a fucking piss fight? I genuinely don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus <laughs> fucking Christ. He needs to work on his promos as Kevin right, Sullivan. Right, so yeah, we, we, ha- we have a split screen uh, where Kevin Sullivan is cussing a promo on somebody that's in the ring and can't read it, and he's talking about beating him up in the fucking bathroom. Right. <sighs> There's, there's just nothing right about this, is there? No, there at all. There isn't. Uh, Kevin Sullivan getting himself on TV. Yeah. I, I just don't know what to say about it. Um, so we're going to the match. They crisscross <laughs> on the ropes. Uh, Hector is speed bumping and then leapfrogging, only to be back body dropped with, and almost landing it with a heavy rotation to the feet. But Hector ends up on his back as the balance wasn't fully there. Uh, Benoit misses the elbow, uh, an arm drag, and a drop kick head scissors takeover from Hector with a second one to follow as well. Uh, Hector fakes a top rope maneuver as Benoit goes out to the to the outside, but then steps through the ropes to deliver it. Here we go. I'm going to start making things up now to deliver a second rope springboard high posted reverse splash. <laughs> <laughs> Right, repeat that, please. A second rope springboard high posted reverse splash. <laughs> I just called it a springboard Vader bomb. Vader bomb, yeah, of course, of course. <laughs> for, like I was sat here for ten minutes, seriously, like on Google, thinking because Sting did it, like a couple of other wrestlers have done it, and I'm thinking there's got to be a name for this. Like, what's wrong with my memory today? And yes, it is. It's fucking Vader. It's a springboard but Vader I'll- bomb with a high post, though. I only remember them doing it inside the ring, though. This is to yeah. the outside. Yeah, in the corner. Which is a re- really unique move. I actually, I'll tell you something, Hector Guerrero, I've never seen him wrestle before. I really want to see him wrestle again after this match because there were so many unique moves that I've never seen before. Yeah, totally. You know? Yeah. Um, and he did it squeaky clean as well. He, oh, yeah. Very squeaky. Very. Yeah. I'll very tell you squeaky. something. I think this is one for the WWE 2K22. I'll, uh, I'll, uh, I'll get back to you on what that move is. See if he's actually in there. <laughs> 
yeah, I think I think you are right. But as I say, it was such a high post. Like I was so impressed. Yes, he had a great dexterity, great balance, um, and it looked really good. Uh, Hector works the shoulder on the outside. There's a pump handle backbreaker into an armbar as we get back inside the ring. Benoit backs away after an inverted Nelson armbar. Uh, and cheap shots, but Hector is back on top with more arm work. It's almost like a camel clutch torque on the shoulder as we go for a break, uh, and an NWO advert pops up for the T-shirt. That's Brian's favourite. Uh, <laughs> 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 oh, Buy this shirt! <laughs> I'm just, I'm, I'm just not getting into that. Because all I can see when I close my eyes now is his face. Yeah, uh, uh, that's a giant's face. Giant's Wait. face, yeah. It, yeah, I I uh, I sent the picture. I sent it to you, and you just said yes. You like you 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 noticed it as well, and I just put it in the caption of Hey, pal, what do you think of facing Aki Bono in a sumo match at <laughs> WrestleMania? <laughs> Yay! <laughs> it's just because when you were talking about it on the last episode, I was I was struggling to picture which more which part you meant because yes. there's multiple parts in there. You could think oh, that's a funny face, but, it's but then you sent ends. it to me. But you did it like out of the blue as well. You were just like, "Oh, by the way," and then this just, <laughs> it just comes up on my phone, and I'm just like, "Oh yeah." <laughs> it is a it is a look. It's definitely a look. Yes. Uh, Benoit is back on top, dumping him on the top rope as Zabisco points out Hector's beat red chest. Uh, a flapjack gut buster from Benoit for a two count. Another chop comes in the rocks Hector to his knees into the ropes as an abdominal abdominal stretch, sorry, which does not make any sense from a transitional point of view. Doesn't make but, sense in general, we've been through this. <laughs> uh, Hector manages to throw Benoit off. There's another gut buster, but only a two for Benoit. With strikes from Benoit as he methodically takes his time dismantling uh, Hector while we count down to our, our two. A small package only gets a two for a brief glimmer of hope for Hector uh, on the comeback trail, but as the fireworks are light, Benoit attempts another back body drop but it's a, it's a sunset flip for a two for Hector. Uh, back and forth with chops, punches and uppercuts, but Hector is sent into the turnbuckle as Hector mounts a comeback with another head scissors and a fireman's carry to the corner. The fans are again distracted by things going on elsewhere. Benoit dumped on the top rope. Hector just lies down and bench presses Benoit with his feet and with, with help from the ropes, obviously, uh, until Benoit just flies off uh, to back bump it in a rather cartoony spot. Then they sort of do the Homer Simpson Three Stooges circle on the floor bit, um, oh God! Yeah, it, I, love it, you, I love when you just go. Oh God! The, right, they call it the Kiwi Roll. <laughs> the Kiwi Roll. It's actually got a name. Wow! Wow! Okay. Yes, uh, that's what they. That's what um, what Tony calls it. Okay. Uh, Tony or Larry? Or, or, no, it, I think it might have been Bobby. Sorry, not Larry. Went there. Right. Uh, I, I, I honestly, I can't remember who said it now. I, I don't know if well, this is Bobby. This isn't far off the fireworks sort of like having gone off. So I'm right, not so sure yeah. if Bobby's still. If, I know they introduced Bobby, but I'm not sure if they, if they did. Yeah, I, I can't remember who said it. Rather Larry or Bobby, I, I, I could have sworn. Yeah. Right. Well, anyway, this move. I don't think I've actually ever seen it outside of the old SmackDown games. I didn't even think yes. it was a move. Maybe Eugene did it. I think Eugene might have done it, but I don't really remember much of Eugene. Yeah. Really. So, but it was definitely on the game though. Definitely. It, yes. I, 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 could, I swear. I've only maybe the Conquistadors did it as well. <laughs> yeah. They always like to roll. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I, I'm referring to Edge and Christian as the Conquistadors in WWE back in 1999. If you're not seeing that stuff, it's absolute gold. Really <laughs> funny stuff. But yeah. Um, yeah, I just I don't think I've ever seen it like this before. It's no. just so so weird. It is weird. It's so bizarre, and like I I never want to see it ever again because I don't really understand <laughs> what it does. Like I uh, think I think Zabisco says it, oh, he's going to be dizzy after this. It's like not really. 
Not really. Um, there's a there's a weak ass pin afterwards. Oh uh, yeah, for a two count, and this is where the f- this is where the whole thing just goes to shit. Um, there's some confusion as woman clambers onto the apron to briefly pull the hair of Hector as Mark Curtis is counting a second pin. Hector keeps his eye on woman as he gets up. Uh, Benoit rolls Hector up clean, and just as Curtis counts two, he looks to be going for a crab or some other kind of manoeuvre, but is instead trying to cram in an unclean finish with a foot on the rope. Sloppy as heck finish to this match, which actually started out really well, but slowly descended into chaos. Yeah. Yeah. What a shame. But I would like to see Hector again. I can't yeah, lie. absolutely. Because what we saw of him was quite enjoyable. Kiwi mm. roll aside. Kiwi. <laughs> right, kiwi roll. It sounds like something you'd eat. Doesn't it does it, sound you like know? food. Yeah, like a does. fig roll. Like. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Probably not to... very appetising. <laughs> no. We got to highlights of uh, Jeff Jarrett and then the Giants' awful promo from last week about the wet match. Um, Tanae is with Jarrett as Giant holds the United States title up in the crowd. Uh, Jarrett says he's the lead horse now, but as Jarrett tries to cut a promo, he's cut off by Benoit, who says any business for the horseman will be de- dealt with accordingly by a horseman, rather emphatically. Mongo then says he doesn't know how Jeff Jarrett just walked in and sat down as a horseman, and that they'll be staying vigilant as they wait for the other two horsemen, Fleur and Arn, to return. Jeff seems none too arsed about all, all these comments, still wandering around with a smile on his face, rubbing his hands together. And with Mongo declaring the interview over, Jeff Jarrett steps up to the mic again. As Jarrett talks again to Tanae, Sting appears from a fire exit high up. Uh, I know Jarrett is talking, but when Sting appears in silence, it just speaks way louder in a very weird way. Um, We fade back to Jarrett still yammering on, and he says that Piper needs to wipe the Hollywood makeup off and step up uh, and be a leader. He says Fleur will be when he's back, and that Jarrett will will be also if he needs to be. But you can cross Sting off that list because he let everybody down. Uh, we fade back to Sting as this is said, and Sting is just kind of tilts his head while stirring bullet holes through Jeff. Yes, um, and you can see all his face now, and he looks remarkably like Jim Root. Jim Root from Slipknot. Oh, of course, yeah, yeah, yeah the yeah. Jester. Oh yeah. So that uh, it, it was at this moment I realised that his his face paint is actually the Jester. Yeah. Like, you know, oh, yeah. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> Good stuff, hey, nothing wrong with it. But yeah, it, 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 emphasizes, uh, it emphasizes Sting's bright white eyes just uh, looking right through Jeff Jarrett. Oh, also, um, also, the line on his mouth is actually a little, uh, little sad face. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> really weird. Um, and yeah, Jarrett, Jarrett exits the uh, to the entranceway. Uh, Sting lingers around and then makes his own hasty exit. Um, and then next up, we're going to see the the first in the WCW World Women's Title Tournament first round matchups thingy majigs. Uh, <laughs> Reina Jabuki, is that right? Jabuki. Jabuki is how they pronounce it. Yeah. Versus Medusa. From this point onwards, Reina is going to be called Reina. I know that they, they were calling him Jabuki, but I've called her Reina because, well, it's just like Pepe Reina, isn't it? So I I, I still put Jabuki. <laughs> it's just a lot to type. <laughs> oh, uh, so right. We, uh, uh, Bobby Heenan had me in fucking stitches here. Dude, <laughs> yeah. Heenan has a fucking good episode from yes. this point onwards. Oh, yes. Yeah. He calls Shabuke a beautiful woman, half woman, half goose. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, you're going to have to interject with them because I don't think I, there's quite a few of them I didn't write. I did write the odd one, uh, but I didn't write that one. Oh, there's a fucking golden one in this. 
Yeah, Golden Goose. As we come back from the break, we get the first and probably only look we'll ever get at the WCW women's title. Uh, Let's talk about dropping the ball. Yeah, I I didn't see the first. I didn't see the first. It was there earlier. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Four gold blade belts. I know you ah, mentioned it. Really gross looking belts. Uh, Lee Marshall checks in from St. Petersburg, not the Russia one, the Florida one. Uh, he says there are people there from everywhere and they have their ticket for next week's Monday Nitro. They turned up a week early. That's a bit odd. Um, <laughs> loads of pyro for Medusa, like insane amounts of pyro. It seems like the budget's back. Yep, foregone um, conclusion that she's winning this time on. Yeah, totally. And obviously, we've not seen her. I can't remember. I think it was Hogwild the last time we saw her. And yeah. previous to that, she's had like three matches. So yeah, it's been a really, while. Really dropping the ball with Medusa. Yeah. Um, well, because they have no women's division. Well, that's it. Yeah. Got to build it, build it around someone, aren't you? Yeah. Um, uh, I have to know, Jabuki, uh, her, the noises that she's making in this match. <laughs> that's literally what I've just said. Like, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Was off-putting right. to say the least. Yeah, sounds like Wario after taking the mini mo- uh, mini mushroom. <laughs> no, no, I missed. You know, it's fucking really distracting. Yeah, totally. Just I, I can't believe this. You took the words right off my screen. Rain her in with the kicks early on, but I've got to tell you, she makes some strange sounds when she's wrestling. <laughs> There's a couple of chuckles. Nick Patrick does nothing about. Rainer bites the fingers, then bites the toes of all things. Uh, Medusa now on top as Zero walks out in grey and black face paint. Uh, uh, yeah, that is one of the worst looks I've ever seen on a wrestler. Well, yeah, with what I'm sure is a Nazi military symbol drawn on her face. Yeah, like, there it's is not that. Rostica, but I can't remember what they call it, the cross one. Yeah, it's just an iron cross. Iron cross, that's the one. Yeah, what Triple H used to have on his uh, <laughs> on his T-shirts for a while. Like, Yeah. Yeah, that, that, that angle with Booker T definitely wasn't about race, wasn't it? Oh, no. Why would it be? I know, you know. Um, the guy in the Iron Cross. Like, he can't be racist. Yeah. The Hardy Boys used to have that as well. I oh, just realised yeah. the Hardy Boys had that when they first... Uh, not when they first came in, into WWE, because they were like fucking 16 and 18 or something like that. Yeah. But, um, yeah, when the... Um, yeah, I think it was when... Uh, surprise, surprise. I think it was when they were with uh, Doc Hendricks, uh, Michael Hayes. Oh. Yeah. Oh. There you go. That's... <laughs> <laughs> What a shocker. Yeah. Do you quickly want to say anything about Triple H retiring? It is sad, but... Yeah. He had wrestled for two years, so... It's someone yeah. like that, but... He's not going to be missed, is he? I mean, no, in, that, in that retrospect. No, he's good to help get somebody over or what have you, but... It's sad the way he's retired. Yeah. He's not retired yeah. on his own accord. It's that That's what's it's sad about it. has been taken away from him. Yes. Yeah. 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 Everybody should have the chance to sort of go out on their own terms. Yeah. Yeah, it is a shame. But... Maybe a set, except for The Undertaker, who has been able to go out on his own terms and probably doesn't deserve to. <laughs> I think I was going to pick one of them. I'd rather pick Triple H. And I have a lot yeah. to say about Triple H, you know, quite negatively as well, but, but I, I'd rather pick Triple H. Yeah, yeah, I, I com- I'm in complete agreement. Yeah. It's like uh, 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 The Undertaker had an interview the other day saying that he could possibly have one more match, but he doesn't want to turn his kind of like, like I say, as if you haven't done it enough with half the shit that you've come out with over the last yep. couple of years. Yep. You know, you fucking, the t shirts I've seen you wear, it's like, oh my God. Oh my God. Um, if, if, it, if, if he wasn't so well revered by WWE, the fact that he won't go and wrestle anywhere, he would be assuming for Quantro uh, your narrative, I'm telling you now. He would be fucking there. Yeah, he could, yeah. He'll probably make an appearance there, I'll tell you that. Like a scheduled appearance at some point, like a signing or something. I will not be surprised. 
I won't be watching it. <laughs> Not a fucking chance. No, fuck that. Um, yeah, back back to this match. Sonny Ono is not impressed. Uh, calls Medusa a chemical dumping ground. Yeah, that's nice. Says, yeah, <laughs> says she's what represents everything bad about the country. Like Jesus, this is escalating quickly. Yes, um, it, it's quite unnerving. This, uh, yeah, it is. Yeah, and right. Also, Sonny Ono. He's not as American as as apple pie, but he is American. He is American. He's yeah. very much not Japanese. He's of Japanese heritage, yeah. and he's putting on the accent. You yeah. know the very very wrong accent, the mispronunciations of the R's and L's, and it's like it's so uncomfortable. It's like yeah, it's uncomfortable for anybody it? doing it. But a guy who's actually of that ethnicity actually playing into the stereotype. It's so oh, I, I, it I is. Did it not, is. Did not like it, this. It's um, it's one of them things that I hope he wasn't asked to do and just sort of did it himself because that's, I suppose, more acceptable. But if somebody's asked him to do it, I think that's just like next level, absolute <laughs> no-no. Zid from the locker room in WF. Hey, how about if you put a Japanese accent? <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. I'm yeah, still I was, to I, put a Cuban accent on or, or you know. <laughs> no, I, I, I have to bring that up because uh, Mike told me the other day that it was Zid, uh, Sid who came up with the idea for Holland Heat to be dressed in chains. Correct. Uh, you know, in slave garb, should I say, you know, just in whole Correct. slave garb, you know. So I wouldn't be surprised if he rang up saying, yeah, yeah, I've got an idea. Yeah, um, uh, I, I, do, I do. I should probably elaborate on that. They did talk about it a little bit more. Um, basically, it was... So Booker T and Stevie Ray never had anything against uh, Sid for that. No. Uh, they basically saw... They saw it as Sid trying to get them a job. And they were very grateful, apparently. Um, and Sid obviously went to him and, and, and said, look, I, it's not. It's, that's absolutely not what I believe. Um, but in, a, in, a, in an entertainment setting, it could work. And obviously, they, they quickly did away with the idea, even though figments of it, even in this episode, still exist. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Um, which is when the uh, the suggestion came down that they, they'd be something else, and Sid... I think it was... I think Sid worked with them on another show. I don't think it was a WCW show, um, but he was so impressed with them, uh, and he said that they had a really good attitude. He said, I- I'm going to get them a job. So he was, he was doing the right thing. He, he was doing the wrong thing, but for the right reasons. Yes, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, I don't again, know. So again, much, so. again, the time, you know, the business, the way it was, you know, not yeah. not, not that we're saying that it, it was right. Hell no, you know, it's yeah. like racism and, and all that. You know, no matter when it was, it could be the fucking 1800s. It doesn't make it right. It's just saying yeah. it was of its time because it was more, I, I hate to use the word accepted. It was more tolerated, I say. Yeah. You know, and it, it's, hard to, it's hard to define a word that's not going to seem offensive. Yeah. But it, it, I, it, I'd it's say just it's a more, matter of fact, isn't it? Yeah, it was more tolerated to a point where, like, I don't think it was ever accepted. It was yeah. just, you know, it's just as time's gone on and as, as, as we are progressed as human beings, yeah. that more people are actually willing to speak up. It's not just black people speaking up about it now. It's white people. It's Asian, you know, it's people of all different creeds and uh, ethnicities, or religions, everything. You know, it's... It's more of a. There's more solidarity these days, and yes, yeah. So to say to say it was accepted is wrong. It was just probably more tolerated, even by people who didn't like it. Just biting the tongs for the sake of not making a fuss. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, um, that's pretty 
perfectly summed up to be perfectly honest there's nothing to add to that really no um <laughs> Yeah, so I'm at least my age. <laughs> no, it's uh, Luke's here. I'm just going to get him to... Uh, you can shout out to Luke Strickland Gilmore here, who's, who's kidnapping all the guitars. I am. Just stealing <laughs> them as I run away. So we're, we're hoping, fingers crossed, I haven't I haven't told Luke this yet, but I'm hoping, fingers crossed, next week when we're all here, um, that we're going to be able to all get together and do a watch-along of some sort um, to release in the near future. So, yeah. Uh, we've talked about Luke on the podcast before. You met Luke a few weeks ago, didn't you, uh, Brian? Uh, quite quite a while uh, ago, actually. We were just before Christmas. It was, actually, yeah. <laughs> you poor, poor people. <laughs> <laughs> Says the Welsh man. <laughs> I'm waiting for the sheep shagger to come out. <laughs> hey, I don't want to be... I, I've just gone on a diatribe about race on this. I don't want to call calling the Welsh sheep shaggers. <laughs> well, that's it. If the Welsh man does it, then the Welsh man does it. Yeah, he, that was his word, yeah, not mine. <laughs> I'm off the hook. The yellow screwdriver. The yellow screwdriver would be in the main, in the master bedroom. Oh, okay. I Brilliant. think. Brilliant. Yeah. If you I can't find it, we're we're about three quarters away done now. So. No, I know. What's the dog with your food mate? Because uh, he looked quite eyeball. Yeah. It's all right. I'm fine with it. <laughs> get in here. Can I stay there? Thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what's that? Oh, I sound like a proper old man, but it's all go today. It's all go today. And we're back. <laughs> and we're back again. Uh, here we are. I'm back again. Do we even... Do we, even, Do we even care about this match? No, we don't. <laughs> Is that what you were about to say? <laughs> no, no, nothing happens. Basically, we, we just kind of had to mention the Sonny Ono thing where he, he calls her a chemical dumping ground um, because I thought it was just like ridiculously like uncalled for. Yes. Um, but yeah, let's say for the rest of it, uh, blah, 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 blah. There was a beautiful missile drop kit from Hibuki. Yes, there was. Um Medusa handstands and delivers a head, six, head, 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 head scissors, which in the replay actually ends up kicking um, Yabuki in the face, like square on in the face. Um, blah, blah, blah. Bridging suplex only gets a one for uh, Reyna, but a middle rope drop kick nicely executed. Heavily bumped on the head. Thankfully, the goose feathers cushioned her noggin. Uh, opens the door for another pin attempt, but that only gets a one as well. Body slam attempt fails. Bridging German suplex does not for Medusa, and it's a three to a huge pop from the crowd as well, yeah. which she's playing into because she's pointing at the old stars and stripes, which she's wearing as her uh, attire. Um, yeah, um, yeah, not a, not good. <laughs> no, not good at all. No, um, no. What, what, There was a brilliant commentary line by Bobby Heenan. There's a chocolate from Habuke, and Heenan quips, I've been picked up by a woman before. <laughs> not by the net, though. Yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> Please elaborate, Bobby. He's such a hero. Yes, he's he absolute, really is. just icon of the business. I, I love him. Yes. Um, um, also, a little bit of trivia for you. This will not be Habuki's only match in this tournament. <laughs> how the fuck does that work? Because it is Hisako. Um, sorry, that's a real name. Sorry, Akira Hokuto, who is portraying. Uh, Habuki, and she will oh. face, and she will face Medusa later on in the tournament. Right, I see. So WCW were just sort of like, right, 
we've got three women. What we'll do is put them under masks. That makes six women. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Yeah. Yeah. Well, sounds like a WCW thing to do. You know, Kidman. Yep. <laughs> um, fuck's sake! You can't find eight women. <laughs> Jesus Christ, man! Got this fucking working relationship with Conan and Treble A and and whatever his promotion is called this week. Like, there's women down there. I don't know. I'm not getting into it. It's been a great weekend for wrestling. I'm not letting this bring me down. <laughs> uh, next up's Chris Jericho versus. Um... Oh, so he's going to go by Mike Wall Street. Yeah, of course he is. Oh um, Christ! I still keep putting VK. I put VK as well. Yeah. I can't lie. It actually makes the commentary in this less funny. The yep. fact that he's going by Mike. Um, it's got to be said, uh, Wall Street's lost a few pounds. Um, he does look like he's wearing trousers, but uh, I do think he's, uh, he's lost a tiny bit of weight. Looking a lot better than the last time we saw him. Yeah. Fireman, fireman carry takeover to start the match for him. Um, he then works the arm, but Jericho reverses, getting the arm bar on the floor too. Wall Street is up, delivering shots in the f- in the corner first. Then the ropes sends Jericho in, but Jericho with a splash and then a spinning heel kick for a two. Uh, headlock. Yeah, headlock. Uh, Curtis counts for two, but the hold remains. Wall Street holds the her of Jericho to get a bit of leverage, sending Jericho out fast to the floor as they get up. Uh, as Heenan tells us that Jericho is a show-off, uh, as a desperation to be loved and to hold the hands of the fans. Like, okay. Uh, he then says Nick Patrick's lawyer is just a very passionate man, and it was only today that he saw him following an ambulance down the road to check if somebody was okay. And Tony just laughs and says, I bet you did. <laughs> For fuck's sake. Uh, brilliant. Uh, quick what stuff is it from with Bobby. the fucking? What is it with lawyers and the hospital? Uh, the ambulance line. I, I don't know. <laughs> um, yeah, Jericho I, getting club clubbing blows uh, over the chest on the rope whilst he's on the apron, but Jericho comes back with an over the top pin attempt for two. There's an, a, another one of Brian's favourites: abdominal stretches from uh, Wall Street. There's a guy in the crowd who just loves flipping off wrestlers that I noticed because the abdominal stretch goes on for at least a minute. So you kind of look around the screen and you just see this guy in an NWO shirt just flipping people off. <laughs> um, elbow drop and a pin attempt uh, gets a two count. Headlock from Wall Street that goes on way too long with no heat. Uh, finally, Jericho gets out of it with a jawbreaker. And now we're slamming VK's head into the turnbuckle. Uh, Jericho rightly trying to get the crowd involved. Now with a corner mount, sends VK into the other corner after five. But VK gets Jericho over the ropes as he rushes in. Uh, it doesn't matter though as Jericho with Heenan screaming... Behind you, Mike, sends VK down to the mat and goes up top for a missile dropkick. And down goes M. Wall Street, says Tony. Uh, struggling at the desk much, these lot. VK playing possum gives Jericho a bump on the head with either the apron or the ring post. At this point, I'm just losing my interest. Um, rolls, <laughs> rolls Jericho back into the ring, but Jericho rolls through with a small package for the win. Uh, yeah, finished befitting the quality of the match. Bang on. Yeah. yeah. We, cut, we cut to the round. I, I will say one thing. I was distracted when I was watching this last night, but then you actually pointed out that commentary line. Uh, mm. And I was even more distracted because I was trying to think. I've, I have heard so many variations of the, the lawyer, the attorney, and ambulances. So you know, I, I was trying to, I was racking my brain on other ones I can remember. The one yeah. that I actually did remember was Kent Paul from Vice City. When he was on oh, about nice. Rosenberg saying, uh, "Oh yeah, that bonkers ambulance trainer uh, t- uh, chaser." Yeah, he could he could chase an innocent man. Uh, innocent man uh, blah, I have it somewhere. I, I'm trying to remember it off the top of my head. Yeah, that guy could defend an innocent man all the way to death row. Yeah, that's what he was saying. <laughs> but yeah, the bonkers an, uh, ambulance chaser. Just, I, 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 somebody please fill me in on this. What the fuck is it with 
lawyers and ambulances. I have heard this on many different mediums. So basically, if there's an ambulance that's going to a hospital, the chances are the person in there has had an accident. Ah. And because America is very courtroomy, um, they're basically chasing chasing the case. Ah, well, that makes sense. Yeah, so they're going to go and accost the guy, even though he's got four broken bones and he can't speak. They're just going to be like, did you have an accident at work? Or something like that, and then go and represent them. That's what they do. They genuinely ch- ambulance chasers. It's, it's a thing. Right. Okay. So there you go. Yeah. Um, we cut to the ramp, and Nick Patrick is stood with his crash for cash lawyer, who says Tanae obviously didn't learn from last week and demands he direct any questions toward him. Jericho takes the mic time and says again that Patrick is faking and that he's a paid employer at the NWO. Sharp, uh, obviously that's his name, uh, replies and says Jericho's wall is tumbling down. <laughs> this guy's got some fucking cliches, hasn't he? Oh yeah. He says, and then he also makes a joke about going to see a fight when a hockey game broke out. Like, yeah, yeah. So to add context, though, he does say um, he asked Jericho, "Wasn't your dad a hockey player?" Yes. Which has no bearing on this whatsoever. Um, I think it's just like trying to play into that sort of America versus Canada rivalry when thing. Yeah, when uh, the Canadian is actually a fucking fan favorite. Well, that's it. They're trying to, and they're trying to get Jericho over as the fan favorite as well. So why, why are you say, why are you quipping like that? Just, I don't know. Um, Teddy Long makes an appearance again, you know, because he just comes out of the blue these days. Uh, a shot again, as Brian just said, told the worst dad joke of 1996. Uh, Patrick laughs, but then sells the neck because he's laughing at, at the joke. <laughs> that that did tickle me a little bit. <laughs> uh, Teddy Long says, Ice Train lost tonight because Patrick ignored the outsider's attack on him, declaring him not only a player hater, but also... <laughs> I, I almost got through it without laughing. Almost. Oh, man. Right. Um, do we need to explain what a player hater is? Because I'm not sure that we can. Um, it's... Probably not our. It's not our duty. It's not our duty, no. But um, yeah, I, I, I'm basically going to say that Teddy Long is calling Patrick a racist. Yeah, that's it. You know. That's, yeah. Um, <laughs> it's just a player here. I just can't believe he said it. But he also says that he's in with the NWO uh, and that he's a thorn in the side of a rising star such as Chris Jericho, which gets a good cheer from the crowd. Uh, DiBiase and Virgil look on as again Sharp goes on the offence saying Long was formerly a referee that was suspended in WCW uh, Long actually stutters giving the impression that he's been caught out because he was suspended for something um, that was a, a little bit naughty I don't know I don't know if that was kayfabe or not um, but Jericho quickly grabs the mic and says everybody has mistakes in their past but Patrick is just going against WCW in the present uh, and then we, we, we see highlights of Sting's appearance from last week with Luger running off uh, to search for him which leads to this rematch here which is going to be the main event of WCW Nitro it's going to be Booker T with Sister Sherry versus Lex Luger conspicuous by his absence is Colonel Robert Parker there's a split screen promo from Lex to Sting now asking for one minute to sit and talk which makes sense because Sting might actually be watching a monitor hey hey Lex on top early with power uh, hams it up to the crowd but Booker comes back with an arm lock and then a headlock but Lex with a backdrop Booker lands on his feet Vertical suplex from Lexus Heenan offers a fight to Shivani for disagreeing with his theory that Sting is in the NWO. Uh, I never thought I'd miss Bischoff, says Heenan. Off the off the ropes goes Booker and a big elbow sends him over the top. Booker attempts a vertical as we come back from a break, but Lex blocks and shoots shots in. Uh, running power slam off the shoulder gets a two count. Lex sent in through and Booker 
guillotines Lex on the top rope with elevation. I, I don't. I, I I kind of felt like that were a bit of a cock up. That to be honest. Um, the kick to the gut and lovely scissor kick to Lex's head. Uh, Booker then sent out of the ring for Sherry to put a heel in. Uh, sorry, Booker's not sent in, but Booker sends Lex out of the ring for Sherry to then put a heel in. Lex then sent into the corner of the apron back first, but Booker continuing the onslaught outside then sends um, and then inside with a huge sidekick sends Luger in to the ropes, goes for a giant axe kick, but mi- manages to miss Lex as he. Uh, ducks under and lands groin first on the top rope with Lex then adding insult or injury shaking the rope a few times before Booker flies off it and dumps uh, there's clotheslines from Lex, a power slam off the ropes a torture rack attempt but Booker holds the ropes and then another kick rocks Lex there's kicks to the gut and an enzigiri sends Lex down as Colonel Robert Parker is uh, out to ringside Initially, he's holding Sherry, but lets her go as Booker mounts the ropes. Parker is now up on the apron, either telling him to get down off the ropes or telling him to jump on Luger, but Booker doesn't want any of it. There's heat. And Booker grabs Parker, allowing Lex to roll Booker up and get the three count. Sherry is absolutely perplexed as to what Parker was trying to do, speechless as he explains, uh, and we fade to Sting again in the rafters. These finishes kind of annoy me now. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> I'd say conspicuous by my absence is that I was completely and deadly silent throughout that match because I had absolutely oh, nothing to fucking say because I watched this match last night. I say last night, it was like 5 o'clock this morning. I was tired and this match was so fucking dull. <laughs> and I was waiting for you to say it put you to sleep. I wish it did. It very nearly did, put it that way. It was just like <laughs> really, really fucking bad. Really bad match. It's an, it, it, it didn't stay hot as much as Hector versus Benoit did. No. It started off hot, but then sort of tailed off after about 25 seconds. Like, the crowd were into it. Lex got a massive, you know, pop, um, and obviously he started on the fucking front foot, and it looked like, yeah, everybody's psyched for this, but the rest of it was just fucking garbage. Um, we're back from the uh, adverts after that one, and Bischoff is on the phone, and he says that Piper wants to sign up uh, to face Hogan at the pay-per-view but the, it's Piper's management that aren't making it too easy so the conversation is going to resume next Tuesday with Piper himself and then uh, we go back to the promo at Halloween Havoc with uh, Rowdy Roddy Piper and Hogan yeah I had a problem with this uh, phone call with Eric Bischoff by the way because yeah. they have been talking about this throughout the night and they built up all night to absolutely nothing yeah the, to a big letdown yeah no substance whatsoever yeah. It's like, why even fucking bother doing it then? If you ain't got an, an end product, then all you're doing is just building up something that isn't really going to go anywhere. And, yeah, it, and, and fucking hell, truth be told, it went nowhere. Yeah, it yeah. Just, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I, don't, I don't know what they were trying to do here. I, I can't no. for the life of me. I've, I've tried racking my brain. I just don't know what they were doing. Yeah. Um, as Tony attempts to sign off Nitro, the NWO music plays, uh, and here they all come. Tony declares that the winner of World War Three gets a number one contender shot, which completely shoots Meltzer's fucking ideas down. Where it would be, whoever wins the Rumble wins the title. Uh, once again, we get the Hollywood spotlight on Hogan as he calls for it in the ring, and he says the Cable Ace Awards are on the sixteenth of November, which is in twelve days from this from from this episode, um, and he's wondering why he's not nominated. He calls out Ted Turner, says that he made Ted Turner. 
and he says he shouldn't be he shouldn't only be nominated but should actually win the award uh, he also says that the whole world is wearing black and white NWO to a moderate cheer in the uh, in the audience and that he's also the NWO champion he calls Roddy Piper a sissy with a skirt on uh <laughs> That ain't flying in 2022. Nope. <laughs> Says he tried to get him into the ring for a fight, but Piper has no heart and claims he's scared to wrestle him. Just like the Macho Man. He'd be sat next to the Macho Man in some eatery somewhere. He says again that he's the master of everyone. He'll be the champion. He'll continue to be the champion. And he'll be box office with Santa with muscles next week, which is released next week, before a marginal attempt to shake his hips and do his little Hogan strut, rip your shirt off kind of job or... Um, just for clarification, Santa with muscles will do a quote box office end quote of one hundred and twenty thousand dollars. <laughs> so, <laughs> so yeah, um, let him play into that. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. I, what a heel! What yeah? What a fucking! Heel. I, I just yeah. Once he realizes it's hundred twenty, well, he, he gets paid anyway. It don't fucking matter to him, does he? Oh, side note as well, Mila Kunis made her acting debut in that film. Yes, I know. Yeah. Really weird, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, it is fucking weird. It's weird that she's like more interesting to watch in a film than Hulk Hogan. Yeah, don't watch that. She film. said it. She, she said in an interview once. She said I was so young uh, that I didn't actually I didn't actually realize the magnitude of being in a film a film with Hulk Hogan. Um, to me, he was just one massive man, and that was just basically it. She she then compared it to um, working on um, was it American Psycho two? I think she was in. Which I don't see how those two are comparable, but there you go. And um, yeah, I haven't seen either of them, but obviously I've seen American Psycho. Uh, so no Hulk. Um, <laughs> we'll see you in a couple of weeks for the ultimate. I am the box office attraction with a fucking film that got two point six out of ten on IMDb. Um, and that's generous. <laughs> that is yeah, yeah. And this Nitro definitely wasn't as good as the last one that we did. No. Nope. Um, what did well? Yeah. Do you think? Uh, right it was okay at the start it really tailed off in the second hour unfortunately yeah uh, what really pees me off about this is as as I said the building up to absolutely fucking nothing uh, <laughs> and the 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 promo work tonight the promo, promo work barring the horseman one barring, barring the horseman promo so anything that Teddy Long or Chris Jericho or Nick Patrick, or the fucking shyster, bloody lawyer, I can't remember his name, said, and pretty much most of what Hogan said in this promo at the end, they fucking said last week. Yeah. And yeah. that is what gets me. It's like, we don't need to have the same fucking promo week in, week out. It's pointless. It's a waste of time. It's not entertaining. We get the fucking point. You do not need to drill it in. You know, Chris Jericho, two weeks in a row, has accused... Nick Patrick of being in the NW wall, it's like, we get it, you've already accused him, like, you don't need to accuse him again, you don't need to come out just to accuse him again. Teddy Wong, he's been doing this fucking same shit working weeks now, it's like, mm -hmm. just take a break, take a step back, you know, I get the whole Corgan bit, you know, having to do the pause off, but again, like most of what he said, he said last week, Yeah. you know, and also showing the fucking Roddy, uh, Roddy Piper promo again in full to close us off, yeah. it's, we don't. Yep. We, we don't need that either. We just don't need that. <clears throat> Completely agree. Absolutely. It, it's just so agree. It's like a rehash. Yeah. Just like watching the same episode again. Yeah. 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 Uh, I don't really understand it. No. And right. So I'm not going to say it was an awful show. You know, wrestling standard, it was okay. But it, 
Hmm. You know, apart from really, te- you know, from tailing off and all that, um, I f- the problems and, and the problems with the uh, with the promos. I said nearly said the problems with the issues then. Uh, the issues <laughs> with the promos aside, it's like the show is still too heavily propped up by the NWO for my liking. It's like. Yeah. They are, they are advancing stories, but most of them involve the NWO one way, shape, or form. So if someone's teasing to join the NWO or, or what have you, it's like I'd, I'd really like to see some stories that are independent on their own. You know, like the Mysterio, Mysterio Malenko feud. Because yep. you can have these yep. angles that the NWO circle around without, without having any direct involvement or teases of involvement or teases of return. You can do that. Mm. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's either NWO or die. It's... It's too much of a good thing. This this kind of emphasis what uh, emphasizes what Bischoff were talking about though. Like he always said, like WCW. If you put it in like layman's terms, it's like TNA. And the reason why TNA changed their name to Impact Wrestling is because there was so much shit to TNA. It's the same with WCW. I think Bischoff always thought that WCW just got so just such a stain that he wanted the emphasis to be the NWO. Yeah, because ultimately he wanted you know, the NWO to be a, a company. Yeah. You know, a separate entity, and, have its own show, have it this, that, the other. And that's I fine. He, but it's yeah. not that now. No, no, no. He's just pushing it a little bit too much, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. He's trying to walk, run before it can walk, sort of thing. Um, but again, like, <laughs> we say he's pushing it, but then he's rehashing what he did last week. So As well, yeah. What are you doing? You know what I mean? Um just looked at the rating for, for obviously our last episode and that was a 3.6 well this one got a 3.4 so the same people have just watched and that's probably why they got a 3.4 because people went well I saw that last week and turned it off yeah and then check back up like 20 minutes later um, oh yeah Lex Luger versus Booker T we, well we kind of saw that last week yes it's quite literally like uh, oh well this is literally a, repl- a repeat yeah repeat, copy and repeat. paste uh, in, in comparison so last week it was 3.6 to Rose 2.2. Two. Um, in comparison, this is 3.4 to Rose 2.3. So the people who've gone, well, I saw that last week, yep. have just turned on Raw. Yep. And I do not blame them. No, not at all. Um, so, yeah, the they, they, the fact that they got a 3.4 for half a show that was actually fucking repeated, that's, that, I've got to commend them on that, to be fair. <laughs> people stuck around to watch the same thing for two weeks in a row. Um, well, we know in 2022 that people still do that. <laughs> true, true. Um, the, the, the one thing I uh, haven't done is I haven't... I can do, but I haven't put the raw results because if you want to do the night raw blogcast... Yes. Um... I'll set up the website again. Yeah. Okay. I do need to get on with that. <laughs> yeah, well, look, I mean, yeah, just just do it whenever. Yeah, um, so we, we, we came to the agreement that we were, uh, I was going to do that from Halloween Havoc onwards rather than from the start, because then it's like kind of in line, so I'll just go from there. Well, yeah, I mean, it's up to you. The, yeah, I'll, I'll start... It's this week's Raw. It's this week's Raw that is the fucking, the big one. Yeah, so... so ooh, interesting. Yeah, right, so yeah. we're, we're going to say, like, the Monday Night Warriors are really kicking in... Into gear now, yeah, as absolutely. of this week. I mean, spe- and a- in in true fashion, it's WCW dropping the ball and WWE getting a, a foothold. That's what's happening this week. You know, I'd, I'd say it's it's a point three. <laughs> yeah, but you know what I mean. <laughs> but yeah, it's like, I get what you even mean, if it's yeah. a minor foothold. I mean, in that in that, I know what happens on this on that episode of Raw. I'm not going to discuss it, but I know what happens. 
And yeah. honestly, if you're watching this this week, you're like, oh yeah, I like the end of you all. I like, the, you know, uh, what what they're, they're building to, but what they're doing now is not interesting enough. So if, if the end of you all, if Hulk Hogan's going to come out and cut a promo, I'm just not going to watch that. Or if Luger and Buddy Booker T are going to have a match, I'm not going to watch that. If it's the fucking Nick yeah. Patrick stuff with a lawyer and, and Teddy Long and Chris Jericho, I'm not going to watch that either. I'm just going to turn over yeah. and see what's on Raw. And on Raw, you, you see what's going on with Pillman. It's like, shit, you know what? Maybe I need to tune into that next week. It's yeah. that mentality. You, What you have to be doing as a company that is trying to upset the the bigger promotion in the WWF in 1996, you need to be on the ball week in, week out. That is what gets yeah. you to... Uh, to winning the, uh, the Monday Night War, the Monday Night Monday Night Wars, the rating ratings war, but eighty three weeks. It's that mentality. Yeah. You have not got yeah. that here. You well, you you are spending too much time dawdling and diddling about and rehashing the same things instead of doing things that are new. You well, need well, you've got a really really in depth roster here. At the very least, you could put out. A Rey Mysterio and Alex Wright, or uh, JL and Buddy Alex Wright, or JL Rey Mysterio, or whoever, and have a good five, six minute match instead of it rehashing the fucking Piper promo for Halloween Havoc, so to speak. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Twice in one episode as well. Yes. Because they did it at the beginning and at the end again. Yep. Um, and in terms of. The, the the way that this is changed, changing the dynamic in wrestling, even I'm, I'll watch this raw. You know, I'll, I'll watch my I'll, I'll one night that I've got this week or whatever when we've not got a show on. I'll I'll make sure that I watch this raw as well. So you'll be able to um, you'll be able to read Brian's night raw night raw Jen yeah night raw Jen <laughs> yeah. um, blog on uh, WWE Raw from the fourth of November nineteen ninety six. Uh, I'll be watching it as well. We can have a bit of a talk about it when we do episode forty two of the night raw Jen podcast as well. Um, the website uh, just look on our socials for that. Um, there's no point in me really putting the website in the podcast because uh, because the domain's changed, so <laughs> it's kind of uh, redundant. But what I will say is, as you were saying there, like the WWE is getting a foothold, blah blah blah. Both audiences grow next week. Well, there you go. The ratings, the ratings. So if Raw went Raw went from a two to a two point three this week, goes to a two point five next week. Nitro went from a three three point six down to a three point four, but gets a three point seven next week. Right. So, so what they've lost, they've gained back, but other people have stayed and watched Raw. Yes. So this is, like you said, this is where you know the 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 numbers really are mounting up. Yeah, it's all about so, numbers, like the Royal Rumble. Yeah. It's all about the numbers now, and that's it. Yeah, you 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 cannot cost at this time. You can simply no. not cost. Well, by the sounds of it, if it's a three point seven. Uh, maybe they've took your advice got in <laughs> and managed to sort this shit out for the 11th of the 11th, 1996. Yeah, may, may, maybe in the episode. middle of the, uh, the centre of the middle of nowhere in the Grand Michigan's with the, the, uh, uh, somebody with the writer, the booker, whoever is just there fucking in the DeLorean. There's like a lot of players like, what have we done? You know, after this episode. <laughs> like, yeah, like, yeah. Let's, let, let's rehash this. Let's do, let's do a do back. <laughs> yeah, that's absolutely it. Um, so yeah, that'll be. Uh, we'll be discussing that. We'll be discussing this week's raw on next. Well, on the next episode of the National Gen Podcast, um, and that will be from the 11th of November 1996. Uh, that'll be covering the 11th of November 1996 in Nitro. I should have said. Um, 
And yeah, audiences is growing, and it's becoming a, an interesting time in wrestling. So keep your ears peeled, folks. Uh, this is going to get it's going to be a bumpy ride. <laughs> uh, for me, marvelous Mike Ashworth, and for me, the bodacious one, Brian Bradshaw, whatever my fucking name <laughs> is anymore. Bodacious Brian Bradshaw. I, I like Brian, I, the Brain Bradshaw man. Or the Bradshaw man. Oh, God, that's it. Bradshaw. Man. Right, this is getting Bradshaw. onto DDP, buddy. Territories with too many gimmicks, Mike. <laughs> I'll be coming out next week with some roundy glasses. Uh, you know, I'll be sat in my bloody chair next week with roundy glasses, a big fur coat, a massive cigar in my, house, in my mouth. Yeah, uh, let's dial this bike, please. <laughs> I was going to say, and I can't wait. Seriously, you and I went out for a works function and I got so drunk at one point I was just trying on people's coats and glasses. So there you go. I, I, I'm already on that. I'm, on, I'm borderline. I'm real borderline. We are, yeah. <laughs> well. The preceding announcement was paid for then by the Nacho Podcast. We'll see you next time. Bill Murray. Oh.